I ate a cow's heart yesterday. And don't worry, I wasn't sitting cross-legged in a circle of candles covered in blood. I cooked it in an oven bag at 180 degrees for an hour and then a further hour at 140 degrees, which I regret, by the way. My uh, new butcher, Shane, sorry, Sean McGrain from Navin, that's what he told me to cook it for. But little does Sean McGrain from Navin know that I actually like my meat quite rare. So it was cooked through. There was no pink even in the centre of it. So as delicious as it was, don't get me wrong, I would have cooked it for a much shorter period. But anyway ate the cow's heart and it was delicious. My three-year-old Kiva, she loved it. She couldn't get enough of it. Uh, my six-year-old Fionn wasn't in the humour um, and herself wouldn't touch it. She basically went, ugh, heart. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's delicious. Like. And it looked delicious. I mean, in its raw form, I'm going to agree, it didn't particularly look delicious. But then again, my T-bone steak doesn't look particularly delicious either when it's raw. But stuck it in the roasting bag, Stuck it in the oven for two hours. And it did. It looked the part. I mean, if this came out in a restaurant, you wouldn't go, oh, what's that? You'd just go, mmm, roast beef. Because that's literally what it looked like. But I tried to I tried to get out of herself, you know, what her aversion to it was. And she just, she didn't really have anything. All she just had was just a knee jerk, a kind of an, ugh, a bit of a good instinct. And I would argue that that good instinct is a very modern gut instinct. I think that she would have given her left tit for it 100 years ago or even 50 years ago. She would have been keen to get her hands on it and probably wouldn't have been able to afford it 50 years ago. But it just got me thinking, like, what what are the reasons, cultural or otherwise, that we have this aversion to eating organs? Because in the animal kingdom, they top the pile. So in if you take big cats, so take lions, for example, lions are very social creatures, they hunt in packs and they, they feed together. So you'd have half a dozen animals or half a dozen lions eating a zebra or buffalo or whatever the hell it is at one time. But it's very hierarchical. So the dominant males will eat first. And it, you'd have this with most, if not all, social animals. There's a hierarchy. And the top dogs get, to get their choice, basically. And then the weaker, older, younger kids... They come in and get whatever's left behind. But ubiquitously across the animal kingdom, carnivores go for the organs first and foremost. That's would appear to be the good stuff. So what's happened in our lifetimes or over generations that we have this aversion to eating what is the best meat, basically? And by best meat, I mean most nutritious meat. And actually, it's quite, it's quite tasty as well. It, Look, taste is personal preference, so I won't go down that road. But another thing that got me thinking of was something that Sean McGrain, the butcher, said to me yesterday. He said that they wouldn't generally have that many of them because they butcher, I think he said, one or two cows a week, which means they only get in one or two hearts a week. And I kind of went, fuck yeah. Like a, a cow's heart is huge, it's about the size of your head. But there's a hell of a lot more in a cow than a heart. So a, a cow's heart or any animal's heart makes up a very small percentage of the body, which sent me down a bit of a butchery rabbit hole, for want of a better term. And I have a few figures jotted down in front of me here because I, I tried to give the weight of steaks earlier in a previous podcast, and I said that I think your average steak has 170 calories in it. Now, that's a big, massive, giant, huge, colossal, broad-sweeping generalisation. Because, you know, how much does a fillet steak weigh? Well, it depends on how fucking big it is. 
obviously. And I picked 170 calories per steak as a bit of an average. So what I've done here with these figures is I've got a bit of an average. I mean, I'm saying basically that a cow in a field ready for slaughter weighs about 400 kilos. Okay, or about 800 and something pounds. I'll stick with kilos though because I'm more familiar with those. So your average cow walking around the field, eating grass, going moo, weighs about 400 kilos. Now just to put that into perspective, 500 kilos is half a ton. And my car is a, an Audi A6, so it's a big, heavy saloon car, and it weighs two ton. So a cow walking around the field weighs about a quarter of a car, if that helps. But anyway, so you don't eat everything that's walking around the, the field. You're not eating the hooves, you're not eating the eyeballs, you're not eating its teeth, you're not eating its undigested grass that's in its half a dozen stomachs, you're not eating its asshole, you're not eating its hide, you're not eating its bones. There's a lot of that animal that you're not going to eat. And that set me down a bit of a, well, what do you fucking eat? And this is a big, giant, massive, broad sweeping generalization alert, but you know, that's what an average is. So out of a 400 kilo animal, about half of it is going to be just carcass. And when I say carcass, I'm talking the head for the most part, minus the cheeks maybe and the tongue because they're eaten. But the skull, the brains, you know, the spine, the rib cage, the big fucking shin bones and hip and, and all that, the skeleton of the animal, all of that carcass, we'll call it, is about half the weight. So straight away from a 400 kg cow out in the field, eating grass, going moo, half of it, gets sent to a rendering plant. Interesting side note, my understanding of carcasses, basically, that come out of our abattoirs, a lot of them go to a factory based down the road from me in Nobber called College Proteins. And what College Proteins do is they boil it up and they they put it to a chipper and they do, they, I don't know what they do to it, but they grind it up and make bone meal out of it. And that bone meal is then exported and burnt in incinerators to produce electricity, which is just an interesting side note. But anyway, 400 kg cow out in the field eating grass and go moo, half of that goes to a rendering plant to be turned into dog food or burned for power or whatever else. Now the other half, so the cow weighs 400 kilos, half of it is f for non-human consumption, say. So you're left with 200 kilos of meat. That in itself is split in two. So half of that will go to mince, which basically means the other half are all the cuts of meat that you're familiar with. So a full cow, again, broad sweeping generalization alert, will have 24 roasts, 28 T-bones, 20 sirloins, and 20, oh, sorry, 12 round steaks. So, sorry, 24 roasts, 28 T-bone steaks, 20 sirloin steaks, 12 round steaks, the heart, obviously, and all the offal and all the rest of it. And then there'll be a certain amount of stew meat. Now, the half that goes to mince, I would imagine, I stand to be corrected on this, but I would imagine when you bone the animal, which is basically, so let me start from the start. The cow's out in the field eating grass going moo. After about 36 months of its life, it's put onto a trailer, it goes to an abattoir. abattoir. It goes into the abattoir, it's murdered, and uh, its belly is opened up, it's intestines and its innards basically its stomach and its stomach's content the heart and all the rest of it is all scooped out the animal is gutted that's all scooped out the skin is taken off the animal then it's put through a bandsaw and cut in half 
and then and that's a side so if you've ever heard of somebody saying they bought a side of beef what they mean is they bought one side of the animal so the animal is split down in half along its spine so on the left hand side you're going to have the front leg the back leg and on the right hand side you're going to have the front leg and the back leg it's then cut in the opposite direction and it's cut into quarters and it's a quarter that a butcher will buy typically because it's just Look, if the carcass is going to weigh 200 kilos, 200 kilos is more than double what I weigh. So from a manual handling perspective, you can't realistically move a side of an animal around on a kitchen table. It's fucking huge and it weighs a fucking 100 kilos. So what they do is they cut it into quarters and it just makes them more manageable. But anyway... Out of all of that, there's only the one heart. So you've got 24 roasts, 28 T-bones, 20 sirloin steaks, 12 round steaks, and 100 kilos of mince, and you've got the one heart. So in relation to people's consumption of it, there's just less of it. And when you've a limited resource like that, it becomes hard to market. You'll never see a, a huge nationwide marketing campaign for something that there's not a lot of. So think of all the ads that you see. And maybe to have a think about it when you're looking at advertising in future. What you'll see is a lot of processed foods get advertised. And the reason the processed foods get advertised more. Is because you can essentially conjure processed foods up from nothing. You can grow crops and you can do raise animals. And you can extrude things through pipes. And you can use synthetics. And you can do all sorts of messing. To spit something out. Put it in a plastic shiny wrapper and flog it as food okay there's an unlimited amount of that within reason that you can produce you can stack them high and sell them cheap and when you can do that with whether it's a fizzy drink or a mcdonald's burger or whatever it is if you can produce a fucking mountain of it that means it's a mass market product and mass market products get money pumped into them because the more of something that you can sell the more of a need there is to advertise it so people know what it is, know where they can get it, etc, etc. But in relation to the heart of a cow, it's very limited. So there's no real point in trying to convince people to eat this resource because it's so limited in comparison to the rest of it. That's why burgers are so plentiful because half of every cow is just going straight into minced meat anyway. And that mince gets squeezed into a little circle and put under the grill and hey presto you've got a burger. But I wonder too, does how long a heart keep come into it? Does organ meat not last as well maybe as the more traditional cuts of meat that we're more familiar with? Does it go off quicker? Is it a historical thing that were organs kind of dodgy to eat for much longer than just being taken out of the animal basically? I don't know, but look... Odds are there's 101 different reasons why people have this aversion to eating what is perfectly healthy for them. And even better, because the nutritional content of offal or tripe as it's known, which is basically everything that's in a cow or animal that isn't meat, that isn't muscle. That's another thing that our self didn't know. I was basically trying to explain what's wrong with eating heart. She was like, oh, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. And I go, but it's just meat. Like, it's just beef. And she was like, is it? And I was like, well, yeah, your, your heart is... A muscle, I must actually, I'll, no, I'm going to pause this and look up the difference between a heart being a muscle, which I know it is, but I also know it's an organ. So I just have to, I'll just double check that. Bear with me. Hilarious. I have it here. 
two secs. Your heart is actually a muscular organ. So it's a, it's a bit of both, essentially. An organ is a group of tissues that work together to perform a, perform a specific function. In the case of your heart, this function is pumping blood throughout your body. Additionally, the heart is largely made up of a type of muscle tissue called cardiac muscle, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so it's essentially both. It's a bit of, it's a, it's a muscular organ. But it's, it's meat. Because this is the distinction that herself didn't realise. And I didn't realise this up until relatively recently. And like most of the things that I talk about this on, on the podcast, I blow half my listeners' fucking minds away with some of the stuff and I bore the other half. And that, that flips. Like one day you're bored, one day you're engrossed. And that's just the nature of it. Because some people are in these loops. Some people know these things and some people fucking don't. And some people just aren't aware of the absolutely blatantly obvious things that are straight in front of their fucking dumb faces. Like here's one for you. Do you ever hear Tato Crisps? It was only about a year ago that I realised that Tato Crisps was a play on Potato. Tato Crisps to me was just a brand name. It may as well have been blah blah crisps. And it just goes to show, it's just a perfect example of how a relatively intelligent, articulate human being can be so fucking blinded by their own stupidity that they don't see what's right in front of their stupid fucking faces. But anyway... Enough about my big stupid face and more about eating cow's hearts or more specifically eating meat. So what meat is, is muscle. That's all it is. So if you were going to eat a human, you'd be looking at the muscle groups. So you'd be looking at, ooh, tasty hamstrings and calves and biceps and pecs and glutes. That's what, that's what the meat is. That's what you would eat. And it's the exact same for any animal. The breast of chicken is the big muscles either side of a chicken's ribcage that power its wings. You don't get a breast of beef because cows don't fly. Imagine the shite a cow would land in your fucking car and you travelling down the motorway at 120 kilometres an hour. <laughs> That'd be some fucking sight. Holy shit, huh? But look, meat is just muscles. A cow's heart is just a muscle. It's bleeding delicious. Slightly gamey taste. A livery to it it doesn't taste like liver but there is a, a an element of liver to the texture and the taste of it in a good way i fucking loved it i thought it was delicious and on that note i'll chat to you soon